Hello and welcome. This is episode one of Northern Invasion, an Age of Sigmar podcast focusing on the independent tournament scene and Age of Sigmar in Scotland and the north of Britain. We actually record la- recorded the episode last night, but um, true to my tech-savvy self, I neglected to press the record button at the beginning. So, living and learning, this pilot episode is having a new special introduction recorded. So I'm sitting on the marina in Kirkwell Harbour during my lunchtime to try and put something together so that we can get this episode out to you in good time for people to listen to it before uh, Northern Invasion, the annual tournament event this weekend. You may hear some cars going past or ferries being loaded and the rustle of my chips as I consume my lunch. Apologies for that, it won't be a regular occurrence. Anyway, the episode this time um, is brought to you by myself, Stu West, um, based up in Orkney. Um, I've been a, a regular with the independent tournament scene in Scotland now for the past uh, three years, uh, since just before Age of Sigmar started, um, when Warhammer World was closed for a refurbishment and I needed to get my fix of tournament play and started to go to independence, and I've been there ever since. Unfortunately, the other guys are not here to, to record their intros, so... We'll have uh, Scott Smith, um, former Last Kings podcast member and holder and organiser of the the rankings and the Scotland Tournament Events Diary. We also have Liam Watt, our Age of Sigmar Scotland team captain for this year and number one in the rankings at the moment. And Nathan Watson, uh, the relative newcomer to the group, um, but who's doing really well with some consistent performances recently. Um, and he's going to give us the, the view from from uh, a newcomer to the to the table. The guys will give you a proper overview next time. Uh, but we're going to move straight into things now. Uh, apologies once again for this uh, this ropey inter- intro for the first episode, but I thought it best to get the pilot out there so that we don't so that the the content doesn't become dated. So um, without further ado, we're going to go to uh, Mr. Smith and Scott's going to tell us um, about the ranking system and how it works up in Scotland. I kind of dabbled in this after, I think it was end of last year, so when the kind of rankings that some of you may follow, the UK rankings that Ben Curry sort of admins in the Netherlands, the Masters, or the UK Masters in January, um, and let's be honest, it's a sort of English thing really, but um, it got me thinking, ooh, how, I wonder how the points are calculated, and I got kind of a little bit nerdy about it, and then I thought, well, why don't we try something up here, just out of interest, I'll just get a spreadsheet going, and uh, adjusted the formula a little bit, uh, looking at the guys in Australia, New Zealand, they've, they've, they run with the same sort of thing, but slightly tweaked, really just to, based on the number of people that go to the, the events compared to um, the big UK ones. And we're sort of in the middle, so I thought, well, we can run, run something a little bit similar. So I, st- I kind of ran it, ran the points for the 2017 events that I'd gathered up, and uh, sort of produced a, a rough idea for how it might look at the end of last year. And people seemed quite keen, so I kept it running into the into 2018. And um, yeah, all the events have been plugged into it. Uh, planning to run a Masters, a Northern Masters, so originally being a Scottish sort of focused uh, rankings, it, it quickly expanded into a, what's now called the Northern Masters, Northern Rankings, 
Um, once the guys from the kind of north of England got got wind of it, they were they were keen to be involved and help sort of grow our grow our scenes. We're, we're a little bit interlinked. Guys travel up to to Stirling or uh, well, mostly Stirling to be honest, and, and some of us travel down to places like Kendal. Um, none of us have been to Newcastle yet, but it's certainly on the radar. Uh, yeah, so. The aim was to let's let's just group everyone together. Let's let's rank all the events and uh, aim for the Masters in December. So um, maybe later on I can give an update on the rankings. Finally churned through the, the most recent event uh, into it, which was the actually a Newcastle event um, held about for that month ago now. It was just after the AOS two dropped. So uh, give me an update on that, but. It's going pretty strong. The the, the rankings seem popular. Um, we've got some plans for it for the future, uh, and how it might link into things like qualification for for Six Nations, which we're we're all kind of part of just now. So we can you know we can touch on that as well. There's, so yes, yeah, so that that's another point. We'll, we'll probably aim for a, a sixteen Masters uh, event. I think that's a sensible place to start. Um, it's it's what others seem to do as well. So. So let's not let's not bite off more than we can chew to start with. This now contains uh, how many events? Let me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten events. I think it is now since uh, start of twenty eighteen. So the way this kind of works, which just very briefly, is um, I worked out last year that the average event in Scotland um, was about 30 people um, and so I kind of set that as an average and basically the rankings are worked on if it's uh, if it's more or less than 30 then well sorry I'll start again if it's, if it's 30 players 2,000 points and two days which uh, that's just one sort of line in the sand I picked that, that, that if you get an event with that that gives you 100 rankings points to the winner and it scales down just as normal after that um, if you've got more than 30 players and it's a 2000 point fi- uh, 5 game event then it will be worth more than uh, 100 points so for example Northern Invasion which is coming up shortly uh, at the moment it looks like probably 40 plus players yeah we've got 44 at the minute so that will be uh, of the order of probably 130, 140 rankings points to the winner, so it'll be it'll be a big one. And Devastating for the TO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's just pick another example. So let's look at so Cry Havoc, which was one of the dwarf events just in the summer or June, I think it was. Um, it was 18 people went to that, and it was worth uh, 53 points to the winner. So it kind of scales up and down, kind of depending on the. Um, the size of the event, basically, that was that was the kind of aim to look at, and it was a one day as well, so only three games. So, so that's the kind of example you get. So the big two dares are worth more points than the small one dares. That was the kind of theory behind it. Um, I don't think they do that in the other ranking systems, so it's a little bit unique, maybe a little bit controversial. I don't know yet. We can we can review it as it goes. Anyway, onto the onto the overall scores. So uh, where are we? So. Um, what we're doing, some of the other ones, is just summing your best three events. So if you've been to seven, like some people here, <laughs> um, Liam, then you only get your top three scores. Um, and that's just to try and keep it a little bit bunched up, and people can then try and better their scores if they want to. 
they go into more events. So the, the, the aim effort, is to, by the way. Uh, good effort, Liam, coming from Aberdeen to all those. <laughs> so, so the aim is to encourage attendance at events. Really, you know, there's just, there's a little cherry on the uh, top of the cake at the end of the year with the Masters, but the, the overall aim was just to get folk playing more, and this, this seems to sort of trigger it, I think, as well. So, anyway, so I'll just do top sixteen. Uh, do you want to go uh, down or up? What's most exciting? <laughs> None of them. <laughs> Start from the bottom. Go on. Start from the bottom. Hold us up to it. Okay, so number 16 with six events, uh, 142 points, John Craig. He's one of the Sterling players. Um, he's, he's generally run the destruction, hasn't he? Yeah, he has mostly run destruction. I know he's got daughters at Northern I think Invasion. He's switched but... daughters in the last couple of events. Is... Ah, right. 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 Go for a big, a big, a big points at Northern Invasion then. We, yeah. we jump. So, in uh, number 15, I think, is a, is a new entry. Um, one of the guys from Newcastle, so Martin Swaffield. Yeah. With only two events. There you go. Efficient. We've got him this week as well at Northern Invasion, so yeah. he's, he's got a good listing. He's gunning. Is he the, a Nighthawk player? He was at Summer Massacre. Um, he was Seraphon at Aegon, was he? Yeah. yeah so, so, so is, is Aegon too dear and is. I think he came second at Summer Massacre, so which was a thirty game sorry, a thirty player event, so uh he's got a chain guard coming um coming to Northern Invasion. Earl Earl Ranald. He's he's done well. <laughs> he it might be a good idea to add if folk have Twitter would add their handle to the rankings so you can obviously see where they are as well. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll do that I'll add a I'll add a column to my spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, number fourteen, our very own Greg Summers. From up north, Aberdeen, 150 points, three events. Uh, number 13, another one of the Newcastle guys, Graham Shirley. Um, he's had three events there, 153 points, so he's painted by G. Yes. Gorgeous army. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. army, yeah. Very good painter. And uh, yes. seems to be next week. doing quite well with his death. Um, above him at 12 is his, another one of his club mates, Steve Sanderson. Um, 160 yeah, points. With his, uh, zinch. <laughs> zinch filth, yes, yes. He's fallen off Nurgle because it wasn't good enough, I don't think. <laughs> I it's his last out <laughs> Um, okay, that's, uh, 12, 11. Young Adam Martin, 160 points from five events. Um, so good for him, yep. Uh, Duffy at number 10, Graham Duffy. He's been another one of the Sterling guys. He's been at six events, so. Um, they've been squikes with all of them as well, yeah. I think most of them definitely, yeah. All, yeah, yeah all events is uh, clan. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so that's number ten, number nine, David Nemeth, one of our uh, recent sort of new faces this year. I think he's his first event was the start of the year with yeah, Independence. Tempest. Yeah, Tempest was his first, so he's uh, he's hundred seventy four points for five events. Uh, number eight, plays Paul last game every time. Well, yeah. <laughs> And he's just behind him in the rankings. So number eight is Paul Whitehead. Ah, good job. Um, 199 points. Three events, so very efficient from Paul. Uh, number seven, Lee Martin. So the, the elder Martin. Um, 205 points. From, he's got he's played five events. Uh, six, Mike Callahan. 207 points from four events. So. Same of, uh, what was he at? At the the big one down at Warren Wells. Second, yeah. Yeah, second to heat two with his 
Martin to you, Bill. <laughs> he did all of it. I watched it on the stream. Yeah, yeah. And he did he did quite well at Six Nations as well. So um and at top five, here we go, the highest Geordie of them all, Richard Hudspeth. Two hundred and ten points, four oh, events. <laughs> he's he's coming to Northern Northern Invasion. So I think most of them's probably a Seraphon, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Certainly Aegon was. He's got Spider Fanger next week. Is he? That'll be interesting. Yeah. At left field. <coughs> Number four. Stu West. Oh, there you go. There you go. 220 points, dead. Four events. Nicely done. Nicely done. Number three. <laughs> Nathan Watson. <laughs> 229 <laughs> points, five events. Number two. John Bayliss. One of the newer Aberdeen faces, certainly for the rest of us. Strong. Archeon uh, leading the scene. Yeah. Only three Good events job. from John, so he's he's pretty efficient there. Um two hundred and thirty six points. But number one, Sir Liam Watt. Two hundred and fifty points. Six Nations captain. Scotland <laughs> captain. Seven events. Every yeah. event. Certainly playing the averages. Yeah. What's your excuse for your success then, Liam? And is it like, is it, what they say, like, uh, for a spaghetti a wall, something I'll stick? <laughs> sort of the... <laughs> I've never known anybody turn out armies like you. If you put enough monkeys in a room, what is it, one day they'll produce Shakespeare or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> How good effort. Well, it's only, only four armies this year. <laughs> what would that be then? Nurgle. Uh, Fire Slayers, they've been the year. Oh, yeah, that's right, Fire Slayers. Then Slaves of Darkness, uh, Nurgle, well, Zinch, Nurgle, and then Nurgle, uh, Demon Army, and then Death. But no events with Death yet? No events with Death yet, that's the first one that is next weekend at Northern Invasion. Which, hopefully, try and test it, it'll be strong. Playing some, the big man. Playing some left wing filth as well at the same time. Yeah, it's a, a funny set of lists. We'll go on to that later. I'll, <laughs> I'll mention Northern Invasion. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, it's a good effort, and thanks for uh, running all that, Scott. So, are, are the plans to put some kind of a web, website together? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, just haven't got around to um, getting things organised. I don't know anybody that does web uh, things. I'm pretty useless on that side of things. So, oh, well, there you go. The millions of people who are going to listen to us. Yeah. Surely one of them can. <laughs> if you're good at web design, uh, let us know. Um, I was in Let's touch with some guys to do a, a, a similar page for Malifaux. I think it's Scottish or UK rankings, and it's really nice, really clean, just perfect. Mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, I've um, used that before. Yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely perfect. So I, the plan was to kind of get them to help out and do it, but we've just kind of lost contact, so I need to get back in touch with them. Um, or if anybody else knows anybody else, then let me know. Bless you, get it online so folk can see it because at the moment it's a bit kind of um, well, it's a spreadsheet on my computer at the moment. <laughs> That's good. We'll get the odd snippet on Facebook, like the, the screenshot of the top. Well, how many are in it now? 131 unique players, I think it is. That's pretty um, good. So, yeah, I'll, what, that's, that leads in, I suppose, to the next, but we do, I do kind of publish it on Facebook. Um, there's a couple of groups 
um, a Scotland group and there's a uh, Northern Alliance AOS group as well. So they're um, they're where we tend to publish events and, and the rankings as well. So if you're interested, join them. Yeah, that should be good. Well, grand. Uh, so uh, when you're not playing at events, uh, where do folk get the games in? Where do you practice for this stuff? Obviously, uh, up here in Orkney, we have limited players. We do, we do have a growing pool. Um, but but down there, Central Belt, how, how do you guys find it? Um, well, we've just started uh, a local club. Well, I, I started it, and I started it very local to me, so it's, <laughs> it's about five minutes from my house. <laughs> um, but it's quite small, so there's only... Well, we, myself, Nathan is pretty regular there. Um, a few other guys, Michael Hans, Rich Payne. Um, Lee comes along with his boy with Adam sometimes as well. So it's, it's, at the moment, it's, it's, uh, I was sort of inspired by listening to the guys. It was, um, Tales of Sigmar guy talking about starting a club and yeah. I kind of got inspired and did some research and found a sort of council, uh, well, it's part of the school actually. It's part of my boys' school, but, um, so it's kind of fortnightly just now on a Wednesday. Um, just to see how it runs for a few months and if it grows. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of where I get most of my games in and it gets me playing regularly, which is it's the kind of the, most, the hardest thing to do, to be honest, is to get games in, in, in amongst the real life, etc. So that was the plan behind that. So that's that's where I get most of my most of my games. Oh, cool. So Nathan, you're pretty new, you said, to the, to the whole scene. Uh, yeah. how, how do you find it going to the clubs and what other stuff do they play? Well... Uh, I kind of got back into it with a local games workshop in East Cobride. Um, made a few friends there on the sort of veterans night that they do um, on a Thursday night. And after just like doing some sort of hobby sessions and playing some smaller games and eventually working up to sort of 2,000 points, the guys just decided one day to put a club together. So it was uh, one of the guys that went to the club Ed to the to the Warhammer shop just decided to go and start looking around, similar to what Scott did, like just find premises to to put the club together. Um, so there's like a committee of about five or six guys uh, put this East Kilbride club together at St Mark's Church in East Kilbride. They meet every Saturday at six pm. Um, it's mostly 40k and AOS, but they do play board games, everything. Uh, that's where I get almost all of my practice in before our events. Uh, people like Lee Martin, his son, uh, Mike Callahan have made the way, their, their way through to the club as well. So get some high caliber play going on there. Uh, everybody kind of seemed to step their game up after people like Lee and Mike and then <laughs> even me started uh, the club and putting uh, some filthy lists on the table. So for Age of Sigmar at least... Uh, Almost everybody in the, the sort of committee plays Age of Sigmar, and a lot of the 40k players have started to get into it as well with uh, with the new edition just dropping as well. But um, yeah, it's growing pretty fast to be honest. The club, uh, I think we had a 40k is it epic or something like the big massive game. I think they had about 15 players or something like that, and they had pizza ordered in. And or Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. I wasn't playing in it, but it was pretty cool to watch. 
but yeah, between that, the West Coast Wanderers, the club that uh, Scott's put together, and games at the East Kilbride Warhammer Shop, I get a game in almost every week. So it's quite good that way. Good. So it could become a melting pot for Phil, like up in Aberdeen then soon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the plan, is to try and wrestle some of that back down to the, the central belt from up north. No, it's good. I mean, we have a, a small club, as I said. We've got about seven Sigma players now. Um, I suppose there was nobody apart from myself early on. A lot of people had fell away at about fifth edition. Um, and when I started going to the club uh, about five years ago, um, I, I did like a campaign, a map-based one, and a slow grow. And uh, over the time, we've we've got more and more people. And I think we're seeing 40k people dropping off. And they're certainly focusing a little bit more on Sigmar up here. It's quite nice. I mean, most people at the club play Magic and uh, board games and stuff like that. Zombicide's pretty popular and some role play. But um, there's always a game of Age of Sigmar or two now. It's good to see. Quick, We've even know. got, what, three, sometimes four players from Orkney coming down to the tournaments. And uh, whilst we're not top table most of the time, we're, we're doing all right. We're getting better. So it's nice. It's definitely good to see everybody make such a long journey down, to be honest. I don't know if I'd be as dedicated. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's a long journey. Oh, it's worth it. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely good to come down. Um, I don't know, there's something about the independent scene. The, I used to always go to the, um, the, the official GW ones, and it wasn't until Warhammer World shut for the refurb that I decided to go to a couple of independent ones just to sort of like... Uh, <laughs> Uh, keep me on it. I was uh, I was I was going cold turkey, so uh, I went down to. I think it was during the M times. It was a storm over Sterling and a couple of others. And uh, no, they're really nice guys, and it's a good relaxed atmosphere. I suppose you you worry sometimes that it's going to be a bit clicky, or um, this, that people are going to be a bit aloof. And uh, it wasn't like that at all. And even more so in Age of Sigma, I think it's a really good crowd. Definitely, definitely, um, and and yeah, I mean most of the events are in, are in Sterling, at Common Ground, and um, folk may have heard of, <laughs> yeah, folk, folk may have heard some good things um, from the recent Six Nations tournament um, from people that came from all over Britain and Sweden, of course. So um, it just kind of reaffirmed what we already all knew that it was a great place to play. Yeah. And it's starting to fill now. I mean, some of our events, we are selling out. I think, I mean, I've got 44 um, next week that are paid for and listen. And, I mean, you're always going to get a couple of dropouts on the day. Uh, it tends to happen. At least it's not snowing this time. Last time I had photographs yeah. of people stuck in the right. snow but, uh, coming up over the Pennines. But, uh, no, it's it's good. I think I can't, I'd i always copy, cap it at 44 um, I do. I, don't, I know 46 can comfortably fit, but I like having that extra table at the bottom to to stick armies on for the judging and things. Yeah. Um, and you can get more in. We had more in for Six Nations, but you're taking up valuable eating space. So. That's it. <laughs> oh. I mean, do you want me to say a few words about Northern Invasion while we're on it? It, it might be dated by the time this goes out. Depends how, how we can work with this editing stuff. But I suppose it's it's worth it with it being next week. <coughs> and we've had a couple of uh, questions about it from people as well. 
So I can do that if, if I'll grapple with that. Do you want to add in? We miss, yeah. we miss Liam playing as well. Liam's club. Oh, nobody oh. cares about that. <laughs> They're all top. That top 16. How many of them are from Aberdeen? Go on, give us the numbers. Uh, <laughs> top two. Five. One, two. Only three. Oh, yeah. Niall's 17th. Uh, he's, he's, just yeah, out, yeah. he's just outside and then Spadge is 23rd there you go sure. Spadge is going for it he's, 23rd, he's, two he's, events he's, he's got he, one in the bank he's sticking with the puppies uh, Northern Invasion he, he had his dispossessed and he, uh, he, he, he he saw the glamour he, he, he saw the masters and he thought right because I mean, 44 players you, you're going to get some good points yeah. So, he's he's, yeah, he's well. He's got to keep, keep my strength of schedule high. He's got to keep that high. Yeah, you can quite easily push in the top 16. Yeah, I think he could. It's a tricky list to play against. He did me at Aegon. I I got pulled apart by those stone-horns. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so I'll go on then, Liam. How, how is Aberdeen? Because you've got it's, a really good store up there. It's a, yeah, it's, it's quite down... And last uh, while everyone's having babies and real life stuff obviously getting in the way, uh, but it's good. Normally, like we always have our own WhatsApp chat for Aberdeen. You can normally message, and if you wanted a game on a Thursday night again, the veteran night, you'd easily get one every week if you really pushed at it. Uh, we had just a Northern Invasion practice actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, Saturday, where there was seven of us in the store, so like our own little pretty much mini tournament. We all just uh, had games with each other and played a couple of games on a Saturday afternoon, which is always good. That's pretty cool. Good thing about summer holidays and teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a fair few teachers amongst us. Okay, so Northern Invasion then. Um, so one of the questions I got asked actually was the semi-narrative side. So why, why do I say that? <laughs> What's it all about? So, <clears throat> I suppose the key thing with it was um, it started before we had the General's Handbook. So, we we had our own, um, you, you came up with your own scenarios. And one of the things I wanted to do was try and make it a bit North Isles focused. Where we live, uh, the weather's an issue. And I like, I wanted to try and bring that into the games. So, I came up with the, the weather table that... It adds a bit of randomness, and there is a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one of the reasons was because I, I I put a lot of effort into getting sponsors and things, and getting some pretty good prizes to give away. And I think that there's a danger if if you've got good stuff to play for and it's straight out of the box, um, it, it can get a bit competitive. Um, and I didn't want people not having a good game so I thought introducing some randomness had kind of killed the top edge because people would accept that um, they it's out of their hands slightly and just just realise that a roll of a dice can sort of just snatch it away from them and make that part of the event and part of the story so apart from having the weather dice um, and the weather table that's in play for every game we also have um, the Ruse cards. So for the last one and this one, um, everybody gets given a ruse card where um, you can play it at one point during the event and it has a an effect. Um, another thing we do is instead of tiebreakers, we have 
the warlord's narratives where um there are there are four different objectives and if your general does certain things they can get an extra five tournament points which uh, nathan will tell you um if you play for those you can you can do pretty well <laughs> so so the the Wallard's narratives, um, the, and this year we've introduced realm spells, which arguably, um, not the best way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is an argument that could be made that, um, maybe allowing everybody to pick a, a spell associated with a realm isn't the best thing to do. Um, fire quite good. I, th- I think it split it pretty much down the middle. So you've got 19 of the 44 have gone with the Realm of Fire and Infernal Blades is pretty high up there. But then the other people, some have just gone for quirky narrative stuff. But some other things, you can see the... Like the myself, and obviously. Spells. Sorry? Like myself, obviously. Oh, the gap yeah, obviously. from the death, it can't be anywhere else. That's it. You, you you wouldn't possibly the the other death player um with Nagash is coming from the realm of light which you, at least it's not taking the lens <laughs> not that it's what it was. I'm um, in first <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got the light bringer Nagash first round. Yeah. So I think these sort of things. I did wonder. I think these sort of things just what it's trying to do is um. Just make it so that people go for the the experience and to have a good time. Um, the prizes that are there, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm lucky to have some really good sponsors and support so that I've got a wide variety of awards. Um, and some of that comes from the the um, Facebook page I've got because there's so many followers. Uh, companies are really good at, at giving us some like giveaways and things to uh, do a bit of promotion for them. And so we give quite a lot of awards and most of the take goes on just the key prizes. So this year people are fighting for a helmet, which I got made actually. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> people might not have seen it. It's made to fit me, obviously. That was, oh, wait, wait, <laughs> we took you made. Oh, you're a big head. You're not going to see, Christ. <laughs> so, I won't get through the door on the way out. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, people are going to need to wear a cap under it. Um, it's it's more decorative. You can wear it, but you'll pr- if you get hit with something, you'll lacerate your face on the, the jagged metal <laughs> faceplate. <laughs> so I'll have to warn the winner. <laughs> but but there's a helmet that's like styled like a golden Spartan one, a bit stormcasty. Then there's um, some tankards for the best in each Grand Alliance. That's what um, I want. One of them. We've got. Uh, a special prize for the consummate commander. So the tankards are for just the most um, victory points. So the people who are the most successful in the uh, just the fight, and there's no soft scores in that. The consummate commander is, is just kill the, points scored. Uh, no, it's it's um, games one. It's Maybe games it? one. So yeah. twenty points for the major. It's just on tournament points. It is. Yeah, there are the tiebreakers are. Um, they're on strength of schedule first, then it's um, then it's net victory points, I think, yeah. and then it's favourite games all the other way around. I'd have to check the pack. <laughs> um, so the tankards go to the those without the soft scores. Um, the consummate commander is just net victory points. Um, then there's the lord of each of the realms. So uh, each of the seven realms that are represented, whoever does the best of each. 
there's obviously the last placed um, without a first. Well, without a last, you can't have a first. <laughs> You've got the best sport, um, the coolest army. I don't, I don't like the whole everybody sets their army out. Um, I, I can see in some venues it's good, but the lighting isn't great in common ground on certain spots. And I always feel sorry for the people who are farthest from the centre aisle because most people put the votes in before those guys have even set up. And you see a lot of people just... The, I think if we ever did an analysis of the armies that won, apart from the standout, yeah. I think positioning is important. So what I do is I'll just be nominating, or I'll get a child, I'll, I'll find some random child to come <laughs> in and pick their favourite three or four and then let people vote on that. Um, so that'll be for the coolest army. We have the best painted generals, so everybody can put the general in, and that will be voted for. Um, we have, what else do we have? We have the Immortalised by the Bards. I think uh, Liam won that last year. Go on, Liam, tell him your tale. What happened? Oh, so long ago. Uh, <laughs> what even uh, army was it? <laughs> it was my Bones Bloods last year. Uh, I had the Bruce card, obviously, of uh, being able to set a piece of scenery on fire. And it was, we were playing open war missions, so it was obviously uh, whoever killed the most models would win the major. And I'd obviously got into the point in turn four where I'd realised that, obviously having so much bone splitters, I couldn't kill more models than he would have mine. So I ruse carded the piece of scenery <laughs> in the middle, ran my whole army onto it to kill it. So obviously then he couldn't get the kill, the kill for it, and I win the major. <laughs> Glorious! How, um, how am I only hearing about this now? It was amazing. It was the burning bush. The he burning came bush, up with this yeah. great story, and we send him off. We have a black library author each year who judges him. We had Guy Haley last year, and yeah, um, book doesn't sell well on eBay. I tell you, I'm trying to sell that. <laughs> it was an Abedonia one at year one as well, and his went up. <laughs> I think he's still very well. We just can't get rid of them. No, oh, it's terrible. But no, so the the Put in the raffle at Winter War. <laughs> uh, no, I've got some old codexes for that. I think. <laughs> yeah, so the immort- a couple of general's handbooks would be the other one. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, this one, everybody gets the chance to to write down, I don't know, some exploit from the day, and then uh, we send them off to an author who judges them, and then they donated a a book, a signed book for for the winner. Um. So it's it, again, it's given people who go to these events for their imagination and to have fun, who are never going to be like at the top, a bit of a chance to win something and to do well. Um, but Liam took it anyway, even though he gets to the top and wins. But normally, normally it's for the the, the fluffier. Oh, sorry, we're not allowed to say that, are we? Um, the the ones who fought more imaginative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we also have the badge of shame. Which I quite like. So we send off our lists to somebody uh, to evaluate them all. And um, the one that's deemed to be the filthiest, the person who takes that has to uh, wear the badge of shame throughout the event. Um, Paul Whitehead's won it the first two events on the bounce. So um, it's been judged this year by Dan from AOS Shorts. And I don't actually have the the definitive uh, answer for who it is yet, so I can't give it away. Um, but we'll announce that and we'll film it this year so that people can mock them live on Twitter. <laughs> and for fun, of course. Uh, Paul, Paul going for the three-peat? Oh, I don't think so. No. 
He's gone is on. He ordered your Conus this time? Is he? Is he? He's, he's copied Adam Kunis's list, I think. I believe he was talking to uh, him at, uh, I played, I played Adam. I played Adam game one at Six Nations, and um, I think he's took it to a new level. He's added a dragon on what on what, on what Adam had. So um, four dragons. Yeah, he's got four dragon ordered Draconis. So he's got three. Um, three star dragons and an archmage. Yeah. Well, uh, a mage on a dragon. So it's pretty nice. I've so he's had. definitely going for the three peat then. Christ. <laughs> I think it's quite nice. It's compared to some of the lists. It's it it's it's nice up. to see something random come out of you know the long grass. It's, yeah. No one really expected it, did they? So it's a really interesting army. It's got it's a, a lot of yeah. models that can hit first. It will probably be Realm of Shadow with the the Yeah. And then there's the one Quicksilver Potion from Order as well. Yeah, so three dragons attacking before you even get to touch yeah. them is so powerful. It's really fast. It's from Olgu. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a really cool army. Yeah, it's nice. And I'm sure Paul will make it look good. And uh, he's a nice bloke to play. Um, I, I, I generally have a warm-up game with him on a Friday night before any event. And uh, he, he generally takes me apart. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so there's the Badger Shame. There's the Best Man, so um, you have to have the yin to the yang, so we have the uh, the guy with the most narrative and themed army will get an award. And Dan's looking at the uh, the realm, the list, uh, the artifacts when he's making his decision this time, so it's not just automatically going to a war herd, or <laughs> last year it was a death rattle herd, but, but yeah, it'll be Nice. Hopefully, uh, Ian will do well though. Uh, Ian have had my vote last year with his warhead. I love seeing that. So Ian, uh, just to drop back into rankings mode, he's uh, he's seventeenth, is he? He's just outside. Where is he? Let me get my thing right. He's nineteenth oh, now. He's nineteenth, yeah, but he's just, so just outside it. Imagine seeing the warhead at the Masters. Oh, that's just amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I hope there's a dr- well. In fact, Mike uh, might not be making. Oh, so, true. Mike's yeah, Mike's so definitely out. Actually, top, so top seventeen. And if Spadge yeah. makes it with his horde of puppies, yeah, I'll happily play them first two rounds. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. See how they do against Liam. <laughs> Liam's got them at Northern Invasion, and I think Nagash is going to make a mess of the puppies. He'll submarine. He'll submarine. Oh, he'll do well. It's a good list. Good board control. Uh, the ambush is really good. I think it's it made it the new missions. I think that's this new six missions. It might be a bit harder for it to play without the wizard's access. I know he's got the fungoid shaman, but having the lack of like a fast tanky uh, wizard to sit or sit on the objectives is quite a thing. Because mm. he's realm of fire, isn't he as well? He is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he's going, for it. he's going for it. In future, maybe Realm of Death for obviously the Ethereal Amulet on one of his stone horns would. Uh, that's, that seems to be the talk. Well. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what he's got, Ignite Scales. For up mortal uh, No, no, I think in the text that I gave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he sent it to me already. Yeah, it's the oh, Yeah, no. Very fast uh, Frostlord. Yeah, he's. Again, a great guy. Uh, one of our locals and now a pretty regular. He was down at Agom as well, so yeah. I think he's down for the howling and he's he's up for Tempest. So it's good to see people from the North Isles making it down. 
so yeah, so that's an open invasion. I suppose, um, again, I never thought I'd, I'd run an event, but it was just, I remember going to one that, um, Scott, I think you, uh, you and the other last kings picked up last minute. I'd booked my travel accommodation and the CO had to, uh, had to pull out and couldn't do it last minute and, and you guys picked it up. And I think at that point I realised that we all needed to, I don't know, pull our weight a bit. So, was that the fall of the old world? I think John had to get surgery on his knee, was it? Yeah. 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 And, and I did. I was, I was on, <laughs> I was on messenger to Scott saying, oh, I've booked my, I've booked my flights and stuff. I'll, I'll just come and play you. And he's like, oh, no, no, we, we won't let it go. And the guys stepped up. It was, it was very honorable. So yeah, I think so Mike and Andy did most of the work, to be honest. <laughs> uh, they did good. Um, and I decided then I'd, because it was, Still a burgeoning sort of scene. I thought, ah, oh, well, I'll I'll give it a shot, and it's been good. And now I enjoy it. I couldn't do more than one event a year, though. No. It was my favourite event of last year. Yeah, yeah. it's always highlight of the year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a really good event, though. Because you won everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did do well. His and hers cups. And <laughs> No, they're, oh, not in the, they're not allowed in the kitchen. <laughs> She's not allowed to drink out of them. <laughs> what did you do with a massive shield? It's on the wall, actually. Oh, good uh, job. Amazing. It's, it's awesome. Nice. I suppose one of the things I don't do, which people don't like, is that I don't publish the list. Um, one of the reasons for that, just to clarify, is that uh, because of the badger shame, I don't want everyone having an opinion and then having a yeah. bit of a row at the beginning so I think we'll leave it and, and sometimes I just like turning up and not knowing quite what you're facing I think it's good to know the alliance what the general is any battalions and then I'll release the lists on the day um, but it just I think that if everybody made their own their own judgment it'd take away a bit of that moment when I when I make somebody come and do the walk of shame and pin the badger <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a, there's a good mix of uh, almost event styles now up here. There's there's several that published lists before. Um, I, I quite like it that way. I, I think like, I like to get the lists in and check them, or get others to check them for me, um, and then get them out. But there's there's plenty of that don't, you know. So it's it's nice. Nice it's a nice bit of variety. Prep. I know for the last tempest, I printed all the lists out and I spent the night and the boat beforehand because me coming away takes. A long time, and and I'd highlight my key targets for Arkham's curse years in every army, <laughs> and I'd go through it, and and when I got to the table, I'd just have to open the page, and I know what I was going for with what. So it is nice. So what about you guys? Uh, what about you, Liam? You're top of the tree. Uh, how do you prep for your events? Well, as we speak, I am still finishing painting my army. Is the, <laughs> the first one. Uh, normally, just I try and get a couple of practice games in. Uh, I've been playing about with a few lists. I've been tinkering around with. Obviously, I pretty much batter ideas off of me and Nathan speak privately, and we just batter ideas at each other until, like you say, something sticks that we both think, you know, that's that's the best thing we can probably come up with. And obviously, we just talk about. Obviously, the Scottish meta, if you label it that, is it's a lot different than maybe further down in England. That because obviously you've got smaller pool of players again example there was obviously even at midfield uh, midwest meltdown there was a talk of like six nagashes and obviously a lot of people had a fear that before the faq came out that 
there'd be maybe at this event four or five, but two out of 44 players is quite a good percentage for even still after that FAQ change to the sort of uh, armies yeah. we get. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I think that was a lot of folks' fear is that a lot of folks will jump on the same ideas, but we all really played different. I've I've had play style. I like to throw everything in and go for it. I like to push uh, to win most of my games. I don't like to I'm not. I can't sit back, sort of thing. So I normally try and obviously have aggressive uh, lists and armies, uh, and always have a, nice, a big centerpiece model. And is the last aim for the last year. So I've always had a a big model in my army, just obviously take attention from uh, people's armies. I definitely think uh, obviously you were talking about prepping there for uh, lists and that. Normally, obviously, I look at all the lists, uh, see if there's anything that. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that does. Go read it. Because I I think for me is that if you spend like the first 10, 15 minutes of a game reading your opponent's war scrolls, you're losing out in playing time. And there's nothing worse, obviously, than running out of time and for obviously in your head or there, your opponent thinking that's because you spent 10, 20, 20 minutes looking at what your army does. But you would prefer not to be, as it's getting called lately, angle shooting. You wouldn't want to be caught out by something very simple. Just because you didn't read a school, just because you were in a rush, you just went, yeah, that's fine, that does that. But you obviously miss a keyword or a spell that they have or an ability that then costs you the game just because you didn't read it fully. And obviously I'd normally try and watch out for that. That's kind of it. Yeah, that's good. Good tips. I mean, as I said earlier, you churn out armies faster than ever, anyone I've ever known. Um, I, I basically paint one army a year. Um, and I used that for the following year, and I, I might tweak slight elements of it, but I just, I just I struggle so much for time that, and I, and I paint so slowly that I, I couldn't do four or five armors a year. It's just not possible for me. Um, what about so you, other guys? I worked out. Was, I think it was about. I'm on my like 300th model this year. I think I'm about 325 now on models yeah. for the year. So definitely beating that three six five models in the year, but it's it's only August. <laughs> it's only August. <laughs> I do have a there is a Stormcast army sitting boxed up as well to be done at some point, but it's getting all the events now. Uh, what I actually want to play rather than what I need to play, because obviously I'm quite comfortable. Obviously, for making masters, there's no yeah. Even in the end of the year, there's no way I could be pushed out of the top sixteen from. Uh, playing, so I'll obviously get to go to that. Yeah, yeah I think I, I can. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, what I think the, if what? everyone in the top sixteen already or top seventeen already got the top sixteen, seventeen places, yes, you'd probably be kicked out. But there's a few names in there that, like you say, free t- free wins, two losses can fairly kick a lot of the people that are about twenty, twenty fourth. Up into that top sixteen, but it would take them quite hard to get you off a third, is it or fourth? Fourth. Uh, what am I now? Fourth, I think. I think uh, Nate. Yeah, yeah, I think you're saying John second. It's not everything. It's all about the fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But if you look at the names up there, that there's not many that are going to jump in. I don't think so. I don't think. It adds an an extra dynamic, though. It's quite good. Uh, it gives me my nerdy side, something to look at and something for me to aim for. Well, I think next year I'll uh, 
I don't know. I, I was going to go with Sylvaneth next, but everybody's doing it because they're the new filth. So I've got. Yeah, I've you say that different. everyone is. There's only well, one not everyone, in yeah. our scene. That's a that's a problem. That happens quite a lot. Yeah. We talk about what happens down in England where there's seven people playing it. Yeah. But up here, one person maybe plays it, and you just don't get the same. Because again, you only play five games in an event. It might not verse any of its bad matchups, and then. Obviously, like you say, that's what causes us to all either whinge or something, or the sky's falling that something's broken, but just by chance that it doesn't come up against any of its pro- bumps. Like, there's no bumps in the road for it. It just gets a clean uh, finish. Yeah. It doesn't help that I bought I bought basically the the basics of a, of a Dreadwood, and I got this off Scott a few months ago, and I've been heavy on the Spites, and Durthu, and Alarial, and and now it's yeah, it's quite a strong list. I'm not used to having a strong list. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I like to be an underdog. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. It's fine. Oh, I don't know if I could do a full year. I was really when I used to take my destruction. I was really happy because I got loads of best spots uh, and and picked that up loads. I moved to death, and that was all right at first. Then the new book came out, and jeez, it wasn't that great. So. I started worrying because I was I was really really struggling to give people a good game. So um, I think I was building armies that were debuffing to hit, um, and when you neutralise your opponent, what they yeah, built their army to do, like oh, it's it's I don't know. I I, I felt a bit bad, so I, I might be going back to point click, walk over and smash stuff, uh, just so that I can have a pint with them and. Shared stories. Sounds, like, sounds like, like you need some magma dragons, is what it sounds like. Oh, oh, yeah, double double dread more double magma dragon. There you go. Uh, my list um, for northern invasion was the double dragmar and troll kicker, the goblin shaman. But um, John uh, didn't have an army ready in time, so I've, I've given the list to John. So our Warhammer hero from Scotland is going to be running troll kicker with the double dreadmore. So. Unfortunately, he's gone. He's actually sold <laughs> He's yeah. He's 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 got Mike's first game, and I don't I don't, I don't hold many hopes for poor troll kicker. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so what about yourselves, Nathan? How do you prep? You've been doing pretty good. Um yeah, well as Liam said, we kind of uh, bounce ideas back and forward quite a lot. Um. I tend to just pick up whatever I think's cool at the time, and then all of a sudden it gets buffed and it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, basically, people stopped wanting to play my chain host for some reason. Um, <laughs> so I thought, do you know what will be cool? Put an Nagash army together and push Nagash around, big monster. It would be kind of fun. I'd played against him a few times before with the chain host, and he was always, uh, he was always quite good against the chain host. And then people don't want to play Managash anymore. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of ridiculous. Um, he's not he's not so bad now, but um, yeah, I just kind of print off the lists, go through them, make sure that there's no surprises, and take something that I think's quite good and practice with. I probably get more practice than I need before events, so it's mostly just about making sure that I don't get surprised with stuff. Like, I played a lot of RTSs, uh, like StarCraft, and played a lot of MOBAs, and it was always about learning the maps and 
learning the, the sort of build strategies and I kind of employ that into tabletop working. It's probably why I've done so well so quickly. Like I only started going to tournaments like about this time last year, well, a bit earlier than this time last year. So it is just about prep beforehand. Make sure that you don't get surprised by anything and remember your rules. And I think read your pack. I yes. think that was a key one because uh, Northern Invasion last year, I don't know if it was luck, but you seem to have really, really gone to town on reading the pack. And those yeah. Wallard narratives, how many of them did you win? Was it two? Yeah, uh, I got the two. Two. Um, no, I got, I got two. I got the most spells cast with a Lord of Change and Change Host, which was a given. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, he only, he only really made it till level, uh, till like sort of turn three, because I, I gave him the Demon Spark, which improved his damage by one, and then gave him the sword, um, and then gave him the artifact that gave him Ren three on the sword. So I was basically like throwing him forward as a sort of combat monster. Like I threw him into combat against Kev's Savage Orcs and I think I took off about 20 or 22 in combat or something stupid, like just throwing all the sort of combat and magic damage. Um, so I got most damage done by a general and most spells cast. Just purely by looking at what ones I could get with one general. I think Nagash could do that quite easily now. But, um, yeah, that I was think the... after last year, I think I spoke to Stu about obviously changing the wording on the damage from general <laughs> so that they didn't cross over with yeah. The spell one because I think that was what obviously gave you quite a yeah, strong yeah. push as well was the amount yeah. of damage that he automatically gets to do. Three I think spells. it's just combat and shooting now, isn't it? But yeah, again, still could be easily done by Nagash or Alariel or Durthu or the other ones that people are playing. Yeah, the big guys. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. But no, I think reading the pack and as you say, knowing your scenarios, knowing your secondaries if there are any. It's probably key, and um, I think knowing the knowing the scenarios is a is a good one, especially if they're out of the book, because the amount of times you you play against somebody and they, they maybe haven't played it. I mean, I'm guilty as well. At Six Nations, I sat down against Jack Armstrong. I mean, one of the best players there is. Second time on a run, I might add, and uh, I played a game I'd never played before, and yeah, it really told. So read the part, read the read the scenarios, and know what you're doing. Uh, ah, that's if you want to do well. Otherwise, just go and enjoy it because some people go and for the first couple of years, I, 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 I didn't care about winning anything. I just went and drank beer and met new people, and I had just as much fun. So get what you want out of it. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, unless anyone's got anything else about prep. No, I was just going to say just, that... that no, what, what, sorry, what, what, what events sometimes are good for playing games against people you don't know is... Or people you do know, but is, is playing against armies that suddenly spark lust and uh, make you go and buy them. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me. Yeah. That happens too often. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping you can to see it do a little trick. There. Yeah, it does something good and you're out. Yeah, you're well before you even leave the building. You've you've ordered it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So, uh, I suppose uh, we, if we move on, I've got uh, support and sponsorship. So the plan um, for uh, the podcast and what what we're going to do, hopefully, 
is release a release an episode every month. This is the pilot, so we're obviously uh, this is the first month that we're, we're learning. <laughs> so the idea is that each month we'll have a giveaway because there are people who support us, um, and if we can get some commercial sponsors, um, we've got a fair few lined up actually who are willing to give us stuff to uh, to give away to people. So. Uh, this month we've got a bridge from Resonarian Bridges, and I mean this this thing's pretty spectacular actually. I I backed them on Kickstarter just for my own for myself because I, I like the look of them, and the boys over there um they they dis- they offered to give us a uh, one of their prototype ones as a giveaway to one of our podcast patrons because we have. Uh, we have like a Patreon site, and if if people support us on there, we're gonna give them stuff every every week, every month. Um, and these things come either pre-painted, they can come assembled, or as kits. Um, and they're done by the people who do Playmats.eu. And since my first Northern Invasion, they've been giving us giveaways, so I keep in touch with them, and they're really nice guys. And they're based over in Poland, and the mats are, are pretty good. So I. Thought I'd give this a shot. Anyway, we've got a painted one, and it's really nice. It's an orcish stone bridge, and it works really well with their rivers. So we've got one, and well, we've got to choose someone. So I've got the list here, and has anybody there got a way of picking a number between one and nine? <laughs> because, uh, well, rather than draw a name out of a hat, yeah, if you roll the dice or whatever, I've got a screenshot of the names. So if somebody gives me a number, uh, we'll contact that person and I'll release the screenshot so people know it's not a fix. Seven. <laughs> seven. Uh, seven from the first. Yeah. <laughs> what? Seven from the last. Uh, from the person who pledged first. Okay. You can tell us definitely okay, not a fix. It's, it's Martin Swaffield. So Martin has won a bridge. I heard you wanted to give it to me, is what I heard, obviously. No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, got, we've got plenty of stuff to give to you. I've, I've got you a mug. Everyone wants a mug. Yeah. Join the other yeah. one. It's in my cupboard. Have you, yeah, you've got one as well. That was least wounds suffered, wasn't it? Yeah. I've yeah. got a mug. Yeah. I've got a mug. You need to be better, Scott. <laughs> you just need to yeah. get a while out of Yeah, good. <laughs> you don't need to be good. Just... Just don't take any wounds on your general. Oh. There you go. That's my aim. Okay, so Martin, well done. Uh, we'll get you that. Um, I've, I've maybe bring it to Northern Invasion, probably post it to you because I'd like to play with it a little bit first. Uh, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, one of the other things, I suppose, is if we hit a certain amount of these, we'll do some video rep reports i don't know we'll see how it goes but what about future content guys what do you guys want to do what sort of monthly sort of things can you see us doing i've got a few ideas but go on let's hear you first scott (laughs) me first um um I guess we can talk about what tournaments we've been to or are going to um and uh, Nathan and Liam are probably a better place to talk about you know, the meta or things that are coming out, things that have, they've absorbed into their 
into their collective about what's good, what's what what, what might be good. There's there's an awful lot of just that's just changed, and like you say, I've only played two missions from the new handbook um, so far, so the Northern Invasion is going to be an eye opener in that sense. So there's still so much to to learn, I think. You might not even play the new missions. That's why I, I like now. Yeah. Uh, with those being the open eighteen, you might get like we're starting off Blood and Glory, which is two years old technically. Yeah, and, yeah, which, and, and some have had little little minor tweaks, haven't they? So they're well, they might they're, changed. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty much played. all the all the objective grabbing is now uh, the same. It's all the way same for the whole board, except for obviously the hero based missions, which is obviously easier for people to get hold of rather than each mission having a slightly different wording or uh, technique for uh, holding an objective, which was always the issue prior. It's good that uh, there's 18 missions to be played, that yeah. they are all similar scoring or capturing methods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was important. It is good to draw them on the day, but I think with me doing it up front, people will know at least which six to, to read up, well, five, sorry, which five to read up on. So if you haven't played them all, you should have a chance at least to become familiar, familiar with it. Are you doing the other four this week? Then yeah. I was supposed to do it earlier, but I was working late a couple of nights this week, which translates as me out in the pub. Um, <laughs> it working. <laughs> yeah, it was working. I was uh, I was hosting and entertaining, so but it, it wasn't conducive to getting ready for a tournament. Uh, what about yourself, uh, Nathan? Um, no, I would just like to echo what. Scott was saying with regards to events coming up or events we've been to um, maybe it'd be cool to pick some lists that are kicking about the meta and analyse them or talk about them if there is anything like Vanguard Wing-esque from last year something that's uh, pushing it in Self-busting <laughs> Self-busters Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good Do we think- you, Liam? Do, do we think we want to do any sort of review type things? It's, it's maybe a lot more work, but... Well, I mean, if it's there... There's a lot of guys out there that do reviews and stuff. Um, yeah, and the there's fewer, There's fewer podcasts, I suppose, at the moment um, than there has been. Um, but, well, we'll see. If, if something bites one of us and, and we're keen, then, yeah, why not? But uh, I think... Yeah, the, the Scottish scene is a good is a good mainstay, isn't it? Um, I think so. Almost uh, every month there's something on. At least that's the way it was at the start of the year. So yeah. just keeping up to date with the events will be a job in itself, especially so. it's going. Yeah. Upcoming events, event reviews. Maybe we can get the winner on for a quick chat about, uh, I don't know, what they picked. Who they played? They'll already be on, Stu. They'll already be on. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, there. So but you're not playing. You're not coming. No, no. That's it. Using spirit. That's it. We're we're one. That's it. That's why we're. Uh, I'm already trying to arrange uh, a showdown between the champions of Northern Invasion to winner takes all of the suit of armor. <laughs> we can wear it to future events. Oh, you should see what I've got lined up for next year. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Liam? Code piece. <laughs> I get. I like the idea of the uh, chatting, obviously, before events. Uh, field, obviously, looking at the field that if lists are released in advance, 
if obviously the quick turnaround we could get them talk about it and then release yeah. don't know uh, how quick events are going to release packs and that uh, what our opinion is on on packs uh, quite because obviously quite a lot of the time as I says it's uh, your own opinion but your opinion is strong as it is just the same as anyone else's but getting it more vocal on what we think what we like in, in a pack like obviously I think the talk of kill points has been quite alive this last couple of weeks on TGA and uh, Twitter have not obviously been the best and no. it's kind of like in a minefield of luck really there's there's that is literally down to genuine luck of getting the good matchups that you can table your opponent very easily or uh, can just obviously set you off the event by tabling. It's yeah. not really, as I say, a lot of it. It's not a skill to be able to just table your opponent as much as win the actual mission. And when it is an outmatch, a mismatch, uh, it's not a great experience for your opponent if you if you're striving to absolutely eliminate every model that they've got on the table. It can uh, it can put a bit of a down, downer on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah we um, talk maybe about the ways of doing secondary objectives, different ideas for that. Yeah, and... that'd be good. I think anything to do with events would be good. Yeah. Uh, tournament etiquette was another one I was thinking about. Um, not, to, not to be snobbish, but I was just thinking about it. And people who don't go, um, it might be good to give them a few, I don't know, a, a bit of a... An insight into how things. One thing that gets me right, and here I go. I've I've had a a small whiskey, <laughs> um, <laughs> but one thing that gets me is we're playing a game, and I'm a very friendly chap. But if somebody picks my dice up and rolls them against me, and then kills my stuff, it it pains me. And I'm a superstitious man, and I, and I don't find it easy to thereafter use said dice. So it cost me a fortune in new dice. So please don't touch my dice. If you haven't got enough, roll them twice. Next time I play you, next time I play you, I know how to throw you off your game. Yeah, you're proper knacking me. Just pick my dice up, uh, just stroke them. But no, I, I don't know. Uh, Whiskey of the month, there's one for you. We can. Uh, <laughs> we ask a Scottish podcast. You can describe it. But no, that sounds good. Uh, but anybody else who wants to give us ideas, it'd be good if they uh, send anything in. And what do you like? What don't you like? Let's do it. We have got a question um, that I can put to you um, that came through. Um, I can't remember who it came. It might have actually come from Martin, who who's just won our bridge. It's not a fix. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> he was actually intrigued about the semi-narrative thing with Northern Invasion and was wondering why I've done these spells. But what he asked was, do we think that AOS lends itself to full narrative? And me, myself, I've only ever been to one organised fully narrative event and it was during the end times and um, I found it a struggle. Um, the, the guy obviously put a lot of effort into making a narrative event and there was a lot of people there but I found it hard to um, just to see that my actions were having an impact. And it was like we were just going through the mechanisms of the story and there was nothing you were aiming for. And I, th- I, th- I think you can do it personally. I think you can make some fully narrative. And some of the guys that you read about, the, the narrative organisers, do really good stuff. I don't think I could do it. And I think you need the right crowd. 
who maybe have to travel to come and really be bought into it. Um, but I think it'll be difficult, difficult to make proper narrative stuff. But I think the new General's handbook kind of lends itself to it. There's loads of different ideas in there. But I don't know if any of you guys have been to a narrative event and whether you no. think it works. Never been, never been. I'm quite interested to, to go to one if there was one put on. almost feel like it maybe lends itself more to a smaller event than a yeah, like bigger Like a closed one. event, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Like a, a gentleman's agreement of play sort of thing as well. Like, yeah. Leave the big leave the toy the big toys at home sort of. Yeah. I was listening to was it Pro Painted and they were talking about how the tournament organizer would be sent like three lists or three sort of armies and then the tournament oh, yeah. organizer would pick the one that they mm. were going to play yeah, right. something yeah. like that where that's like you've got a long time in advance to get ready for it and if it's a sort of invite only or I don't know like a, a smaller invitational. Event. Yeah, like a sort of invitational thing, I think it would work great. If it was open to everyone, then you'll just get people like me turning up with a change host. and <laughs> <laughs> Or, yeah. like you say, read a pack and try and break it. It's yeah, kind exactly. of what... Yeah, I suppose it depends on the TO, because um, if they're there just to tell a story and guide you through it, a bit semi-role-playing, I mean, when I went to one, that's what he had. He obviously had a start and end point. And he expected you to play roles through it, but it didn't really work because you, you just ended up, the, the end was already known, so you were just rolling dice for the fun of it, and it, it didn't it didn't quite work. But I'm sure it can, because I see some of them things when the guys that build them massive tables with all that stuff, it must be an experience just to play on them. And if you get into the right mindset, I bet it's great. Yeah, okay, so I think that's us covered for our pilot episode. Maybe went on a little longer than we thought, but it's not too not too much. Um, so let us know what you think. If you want to support us, uh, follow us or subscribe or whatever it is you do, um, we should be up on iTunes and wherever else you can find podcasts. And uh, there you go. We'll We'll be back and we'll speak to the Winner of Northern Invasion. Uh, I'll try and get some interviews with players, see what they thought. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see how people did. So, thank you very much. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as he can The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance
no flashbulbs, no wine. He's haunted by something he cannot define. Bowel-shaking earthquakes of doubt and remorse assail him, impale him with monster truck force. In his mind, he's still driving, still making the grade. She's hoping in time that her memories will fade. Cause he's racing and pacing and potting the course. He's fighting and fighting and riding on his horse. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's striving and driving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for 